you're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tactical Kitchen Show. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That was my best Halloween intro I could come up with. Really? That was it? Well... That was the spooky. <laughs> so okay. I didn't want to do like a like a Freddy Krueger screechy yelly voice. No, because that would hurt people's ears and they yeah. would turn us off. Nobody would like that. No, the less people would listen to us. Then hold on, you want to hear my Michael Myers intro? No. No, li- listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Did you hear that? No. He doesn't talk. Michael Myers oh. doesn't talk. <laughs> I thought you were going to do the music, which I I know that I have communicated to you on several occasions. I can't hear that music. Oh, like the I can't hear the Halloween music from that movie. Yeah. With yeah. It's good. I don't like it. It makes me scared. That just means you were traumatized as a child. That's all. I know. Well, I didn't realize that that movie came out in like what was it, 1978? I think so, 79, 80, 70, something yeah, like that. Somewhere right in there. I was very young, did not go to the movies and see it, but somehow somewhere saw that within my early teenage years mm-hmm. or young preteen years. Big, huge mistake. <laughs> yep. I was the person that slept with the covers up over your neck at night because I was pretty sure a vampire was going to come <laughs> out of my closet. So, um, I had, this, could, I had the no, same thing with Jaws as a kid. Like, I couldn't, Jaws was under my bed. So, when I got out of the bed, I had to jump like way away from my well, bed. See, I also had that, and it didn't help that we had this ocean blue carpet in our house. And so my thought was that the shark lived under my bed as well. So apparently, wow, we both had the shark problem, but I bet a lot of kids our age, people our age did. But no one wants to talk to my my mom about how many times I came into their room at night (laughs) night. (laughs) and said... I'm scared. And she said, go back to bed. And then my dad was like, go ahead, come over here and get in the bed. Well, that's what parents get for traumatizing your children with Jaws and Halloween. And Friday the 13th was probably the biggest one for me. I went to the drive-in to see that when it came out. So I was like 10. And then I had to walk home. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then, you know, every Sunday, I think it was on Sunday, there was always, like, the Bella Lugosi vampire movies mm-hmm. were on. Or it was Saturday. I don't remember. I was a kid. But we watched all that stuff. And it was very, like, it was black and white. And it was scary when you're little. And Saturday yeah. was usually the monster movies. The King Kong, Godzilla, Mothra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know when I was watching the vampire movies, though. No, no telling. I don't know. But that is what this week is about, is Halloween. Speaking of vampires, supplements. <laughs> vampires like to supplement. Vampires and supplements, no. <laughs> um, but this is Halloween week, so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, Halloween and some stuff like that. But, well, um, first, 
I just want to say we're coming to you today from our, with our podcast from a new location in our house. Yeah. At a new table. we got a brand new table to work off of. It feels way cooler. I feel much more productive just sitting here. I do too. And the, it's like a countertop height, so I'm up high. So if you hear me fall off this chair, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening. No, but it's cool. If I, I'm just wondering if it's going to sound a little echoey, but I'm sure someone will let us know. I'm sure it will sound different to someone. I know. But only be nice. Only be nice when you leave your comments. <laughs> Will that work? If what? I just say that? Oh, only yeah, be nice. Totally. It's like it's like insulting someone and saying, with all due respect, Yeah. prior to doing that. I know. Or no offense at the end. It I know. totally works. I know. Uh, so today, uh, we're going to talk about something that we get asked all the time. What, what do we use to supplement... Yeah, what supplements do you guys take on a daily basis? Uh, you know, to make sure that you're getting all the vitamins and nutrients that you need. And uh, I, I understand the question because sometimes, and even I get this feeling, I feel like I take so much stuff. Yeah, I feel like that sometimes too. I, I guess I want to say that when we talk supplements, we're talking about. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll but get into yeah, what there, we there's, take. there's a range of supplements. There's all different kinds of categories. Yeah. There's a lot of different supplements. So we're going to break down exactly what we do, and then we're going to tell you some things we don't do. I guess when we're talking about supplements, we're, we're talking about anything other than food. And the question comes up a lot is, do you have to supplement? Yes, especially for the people who are embarking on the more carnivore-style diet. That seems to be one of the big questions is... Hey, do I have to supplement? Will I get all my nutrients? And we talked a little bit about this before. Um, Nutrient deficiency, things like that. And I know that's a big question that people have. If I'm eating ribeye steaks and just eggs or just steaks, some people are just doing steaks Mm -hmm. only. And the concern might be, am I going to get all the nutrients that I need, that my body needs? And so, well, you know, we'll, we'll kind of hit on that. Well, there's a, a ton of factors that go into uh, if you should or should not supplement, if you have to. Uh, you know, your age, your previous health, uh, the environment that you, that you live and work in, your current lifestyle. Are you active? Are you not active? You know, uh, all of those factors go into whether you should and how much you should supplement. Right. And, you know, one specific one that comes up a lot is the salt intake. Mm-hmm. And... And what you just said depends on, you know, your health and activity lifestyle. Like, or do you work out? Some of the things that we take, it's going to matter whether you work out or not. Um, salt is one of those things that I think if you're very sedentary, it might not be as crucial to be keeping up with your salt like we do. Right. And we take, I try to, try to take quite a, a bit of salt. So when we talk about salt, we're talking about pink Himalayan salt. Yeah. or sea salt, uh, we usually get the pink Himalayan. And I aim for about five grams of salt a day, which equates to about 12 grams of Himalayan pink salt. By weight. By yes. weight. So if you measure out 12 grams on a scale of Himalayan pink salt, that's going to turn out to be about five grams of sodium. Yeah. So, yeah. And so that's a lot for some people. Some people really are like shocked by that. You know, when I tell them that's how much salt we take. Plus, that's besides the fact that we're salting our food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I have over-salted 
myself a couple of times. And that's another thing that we'll talk about is any some of the supplements that we take, you can over or underdo any of them and get an imbalance. And your body very quickly will tell you that especially when it comes to minerals, that you're not balanced. Well, most uh, doctors and dietitians will tell you to limit salt. That's like a general guidance, health guidance from that part of the world is limit salt. And I think the recommendation now is 1.5 to 2 grams a day. Yeah. Which, which yeah. is not a whole lot of salt. No, it's not. And, you know, most people are getting far more sodium than they need if they're eating a standard American diet full of processed food, but they're just getting the wrong type of sodium. Right. And that matters as well. So when you're looking at one of the very first things I would say we do is we use pink that pink Himalayan salt as a supplement. Yes. Yeah. And that, that was one of the first things we kind of added in when we started doing this was we got the pink Himalayan salt and started adding that, you know, taking it. The way I take it was I just, we get the large granules, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I pour a little bit in, into the palm of my hand and I throw up my mouth and I chase it with water. That's what I do. That's how I take the salt. Yeah. I do mine a little different. I like to start the morning with some water, salt, and lemon juice, and I will put it in an old glass kombucha bottle that has a lid, and I'll put, um, and this is dependent upon my workout, and you also have to look at the age, size, person, and size person you are, um, and how much you might be sweating. We, We sweat a lot, so I will do a teaspoon of pink Himalayan salt with water, about 16 ounces, and a squeeze of maybe half a lemon. I let that sit overnight, and then in the morning, I drink half of it, and I do it that kind of slowly because if you do it too fast, you can have a pretty violent bowel reaction. Like, if you ever get constipated, that is the that is my, my trick. Water, salt, and lemon. Like a high, like at least a teaspoon of salt with water and lemon, and drink that, and you'll go to the bathroom. So I don't drink it all at once, and I go kind of slow and let my body absorb it. But that seems to really work for me to, um, especially if I'm going to go run a long distance or right. work out hard. Yeah, taking some salt, and and like what you said about if if you have to go if, if you're backed up. Take in extra salt, that will get it out. Don't take in extra fiber, that will just make it worse. Right. So I usually drink that. Um, I divide it. Like I'll drink eight ounces of it in the morning, and I'll also kind of just mix that with some regular water. And then I'll usually use the rest of that after my workout to replenish any sodium lost during a workout. Mm -hmm. And um, that works for me really well. That has actually, I can tell when I don't do it, I'm less energetic. And that's something that a lot of people don't really equate with their energy loss when they go keto or carnivore is the loss of sodium and the need for sodium. Right. So it's a really important supplement. It's all natural. And so that's, you know, that's one of the very first things we do. Um, So once you look at kind of like your age, your activity, your your health and all those factors, um, you start looking into what are most people deficient in? Uh, across you know our average population, there is kind of a, a standard that most people are deficient in these uh, nutrients. Yeah, so you got okay. Every, most people know that magnesium is a big problem. Lots of people are magnesium deficient. If you listen to podcasts, not just us, but if you've 
been looking into this whole keto thing, you may not have heard that people are magnesium deficient, deficient, but you've probably experienced it. And how would you know? You probably got a leg cramp. Leg cramps, right. <laughs> and, and it's very common for people to be deficient in magnesium. And there's there's a lot of reasons behind that. Um, but, I mean, they're not all, all that you know crazy important to anybody that's, that just wants to add some supplement. But So adding magnesium to your daily supplement routine is very good for you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one thing that a lot of people don't know is that a lot of these essential micronutrients and minerals are actually, they are cofactors for other things. So magnesium and calcium work together. And the crazy thing is the more sugar someone eats, the more magnesium deficient that they are. So, so this, so this week... It's important for this week. <laughs> this week coming up on Halloween, as you start seeing all these kids who are being pushed with these legal addictive stimulants called candy, yep. you know, you've got a lot of kids eating a lot of sugar and then you've got a lot of adults who are eating a lot of sugar too because I'm not going to hide the fact that when my kids were small and we did Halloween... Um, I pulled out all the candy that I liked, and (laughs) I ate it. (laughs) And I know a lot of you've done the same thing. Yeah, and and, you know if if you know if you're going to do it, and this is the one time of year that you do it, um, don't worry about it. Just uh, you know, get rid of the candy as fast as you can. Take it to work. That Uh, doesn't mean eat it as fast as you can. Doesn't mean eat it as fast as you can. Eat a little, and then try and get rid of it. Push it off on you know, throw it out the window, driving down the road, something. Uh, get rid of it. <laughs> something with it. Take but it to work. It's really important for people to know this week that if you do overindulge in stuff like candy, then you are causing a magnesium deficiency because when your body has to clear that sugar from the bloodstream, a lot of people will have to urinate more. And when you do that, there's this crazy thing that happens. It pulls all the magnesium with it right. out of your body. And another th- reason is that sugar that's used in candy is stripped of all of its nutrients when it's processed. So when it's stripped of everything, it goes and finds that mineral, which magnesium in in real sugar cane is present. But when you take it out and you eat that, then your body has magnesium in it and it will attract that magnesium and pull it right out of your body. Those are things that a lot of times we don't think about when we just like hand our kids lots of candy yeah you're like you know when you hand it to them you're like all right here here be magnesium deficient <laughs> is that the trick <laughs> and you get the steve evil laugh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you know but a lot of people don't know that and some of you guys if you do indulge this week you might wake up during the night and find you have you have a leg cramp or you get an eye twitch or any kind of muscle uh twitch that might happen and just think about how much candy maybe you ate yeah so uh, you got to be thinking about that. Yeah. The other, other thing to think about along with uh, being magnesium deficient, most people are vitamin D deficient. Um, most people are deficient in B12, mm-hmm. uh, in iron, in omega-3s, yeah. in zinc, yeah. in iodine. So there's a lot of things that people are just, in these day and times, are just they're deficient in. And that's just kind of how we live. Well, you know, it it can be any number of things, too. It could be the fact that you live, and we talked about this before, vitamin D. Maybe you don't live in Texas where today it's like 80 degrees. We ran in shorts and uh, tank tops. You ran shirtless. 
It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, you're soaking out some, some sunshine and getting some vitamin D, but some people, if you already are in a place where it gets dark early... Oh, and this is the time of year where it's it's hard to get vitamin D because we're about to go through daylight saving time. So, you know, people get up early, they go to work, they're inside a building, they're in, yeah. inside that building all day long. They get off, they drive home. By the time they get home, it's getting dark. And you don't have an opportunity to get out in the sunshine. And, you know, getting your vitamin D from food can prove to be difficult for some people. Mm -hmm. um, so supplementing vitamin D becomes kind of important. It's so, it's, it's, it's responsible for your hormones and so many other things in your body, your cell health. So I, that's something we do. We, we supplement. If I feel like, D3. if I feel like I'm not getting out in the sun and running uh, enough during the week, uh, I will supplement with some vitamin D. Yeah, um, and we make sure it's D3. It's a really good... Yes, um, that's a good point. Make sure it's D3, not D2. Yeah, and we take it with fat because it's a fat-soluble vitamin. Oh, and, that, that, and that's another great point. If you take a multivitamin, which we do take a, mm -hmm. a multivitamin, uh, you should take it with fat. Because it... Yeah, and that that's, that's something that a lot of times people don't uh, know. Mm -hmm. They just don't know. That a fat-soluble vitamin has to be taken with fat for it to be absorbed. And um, that's so the next thing we take, we take a multivitamin. Right. So you we know? take a multivitamin like most people do. Uh, we make sure we got uh, a, one that we believe is a good multivitamin, and we take it with fat. Yeah, we do. And um, then it has some B12 in it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are deficient in B12. You can, uh, we talked a little bit about that last week and that B12 deficiency can lead to a lot of different, different diseases or, or you know, I would say they're metabolically born disease, mm -hmm. you know, where you have either, um, your myelin sheath around your cell, your nerves cells can be damaged because there's not enough vitamin B12 there. You might have low uh, red blood cells, anemia, things like that because you're low in B12. Um, the big thing with B12 is just the mental aspect. Right, just mood. Like yeah. taking a, a B12 shot can change your mood. Absolutely. So all those, all those uh, bitter, angry people, you might want to try to slip some B12 into their drink and see if it makes them... Any better. Right. And you know, the huge thing about all of these nutrients is that the one thing that really interferes with all of them is the overconsumption of sugar. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you so if you're, if you're over consuming sugar, which some people do, um, or anytime, if you eat, try to eat a healthy meal, but you accompany it with a sugary drink, you're just, yeah. you're just negating all the nutrients you just ate. I always love the, the, but I drink diet Coke. Mm. And I'm like, ah, well, okay. So, yeah, maybe there's not sugar, but we have to also look at the fact that there's phosphorus in this. Phosphorus actually pulls magnesium out of your body. It interferes with a whole host of things. And that's not even touching on the other weird chemicals that are in soft drinks. But, yeah, so don't do that. Don't, don't try to drink a Diet Coke or a diet drink. Or any soft drink with your meals. Well, we just watched a great uh, documentary over the weekend about a, uh, a woman named Nikki Kimball who was running, trying to run a 273-mile trail up in Vermont. Yeah. And, um, I mean, amazing feat. We watched the whole thing. She ran it. 
She uh she beat the woman's record by like two days. Two I know it was two days. She ran that whole thing, and we're talking about elevation and everything. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. So total in ridiculous. Five days. Yeah. So an um, amazing feat. But as we watch it, at certain points she was drinking cokes. Cokes, ginger ale, yeah, all kinds of soft drinks. So uh, we were talking up, up just amongst ourselves. Is I wonder how much better she could have done if she wasn't taking in because they take it in, especially for those events. They're like it's quick energy, it's sugar, it's quick energy. It gets her going again, but you're blocking nutrients. You're blocking the actual nutrients you need to keep going. Yeah, and I understand that the quick energy, the carbohydrate quick energy part. I think the part that I. I wish that they would get away from that in those sports is the block of other nutrients by things like phosphorus that are in there. Like we were saying it, cause it just, it, you're, you're under so much stress mm-hmm. and when you're under stress, magnesium is used so heavily. Um, so anytime the body's under stress, you need an, an enormous amount of magnesium. And then if you're drinking something that actually blocks it, in the gut and pulls it from the body, you're you're just making everything so much harder for right. recovery. And, you know, it's just one of those things that I look at it and I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. Don't. I know. You watch <laughs> it and you're like, oh. do that. I, I bet that feels so good when she first does it uh, because you get that boost of energy. Yeah. But, there's, but there's the crash after that. Well, and there's all the negative effects that happen later mm-hmm. down the road. And, you know, I just... I, I haven't run anything like that. I mean, my measly five or six miles this morning doesn't even compare to something like that. But I know that even running five miles for me, I don't want to hinder my recovery from mm-hmm. that. Right. So, you know, sugar seems to do that with most things. It hinders recovery and blocks nutrient absorption. So uh, we talked about taking a multivitamin and, the, you know, we t- try to take fat in. Uh, we take in so uh, a cod cod liver oil. Yeah, and this is where people get confused. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of controversy over cod liver oil or fish oil in general. Yeah, um, you really do have to be careful where you're getting it. Right, because you can get bad fish oils. Yeah, you can get rancid oils. This is an oil. So when we're talking about a fish oil, we're talking about something that goes rancid very easily, oxidizes. And when I say rancid, it breaks down, it already oxidizes. When you eat something already oxidized, basically it's already like ruined before you put it in your body. And that's why you have to be really careful with the fish oils. You want to get a company, go through a company that is very reputable, does testing. Um, If that sounds really overwhelming, just contact us and we can maybe help you find a good quality brand of fish oil. Right. So we take a good quality brand of fish oil uh, and that helps us absorb our our multivitamins uh, in the morning. And we talked about, uh, we're talking about sodium. I take uh, glucosamine chondroitin, Mm -hmm. which is a joint supplement uh, because I've had, I've had a lot of joint problems and I've had very bad arthritis in the past. And, um, you know, I've had ACL reconstructive knee surgery. I don't have a meniscus in my left knee and that bone on bone contact can get really bad. If I, if I take my, uh, you know, the glucosamine chondroitin and I, and I stay on it, it seems my joints feel a little better. 
Right. And I think your nutritionist told you you needed to stay on that supplement for a long time. <laughs> somebody, somebody did tell me that. But I will, I will say that on when I stick to strict carnivore and I don't get off of it at all, my joints feel the best. So if, I, if I'm taking the supplement, the glucosamine chondroitin, and I'm staying very strict carnivore, that's when my joints feel really, they feel strong. It's hard to describe because when uh, arthritis comes on, the first thing you notice is your joint feels weak. I start to limp a little bit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel strong. It becomes a restricted range of motion. But if I stay mostly carnivore, uh, my joints feel stronger than normal. Yeah, and we kind of blew it last week. With <laughs> Well, we experimented. We did you know. experiment. And we have to do that every now and again because I think it's really important to test your body in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And we just ate too much damn peanut butter. <laughs> Yep, we were having like the uh, the carnivore uh, waffles, and and you get squirrely. Like I could put a little peanut butter on there, and then a little bit of peanut butter becomes a lot. And for me, within about two days, uh, with with peanut butter and a little bit of honey on the carnivore waffles, my knee started to get restricted range of motion. Yeah, uh, started to be a little more tender, uh, a little painful, and so I was like, all right, I just cut it out, and then in about two days, it goes back to being feeling much better. Yeah, and for me, it starts showing up in my skin, and I start getting the itchy bumps on the legs, and I know then I've had way too many things with lectins or oxalates. That's like my telltale sign, and so no peanut butter for us for I don't even know how long, but... I love peanut butter. I understand when people are like, I really like this food and I don't want to give it up because peanut butter has been one of those things for me that I, I grew up eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I've come home and make peanut butter and jelly and mix it up mm-hmm. and then put it on crackers. So I get it. I understand when people have like a food that they don't want to, don't want to stop eating. <laughs> I ate mostly peanut butter and jelly uh, for breakfast in high school. I'd get up make two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, swallow them basically without chewing, and then, <laughs> go, and then go to school. Or I would drink raw eggs. I did that too because, you know, it's the 80s. Rocky was a thing. Everybody drinks eggs. Right? Everybody was doing that, I know, except for me. I didn't do that. Yeah, girls didn't yeah. usually do no, that. Guys were like, yeah, it makes you awesome. I just thought I that's wasn't sure really how gross. It made me awesome, but I did it. Yeah, well, Rocky did it, so that's <laughs> why. Uh, probably every uh, sports icon at the time was doing it. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I get it. So we can't do peanut butter right now. But the joint health, the skin health, that's that's way more important to me than the delicious peanut butter. <sighs> it is. It is. And you, and, and I, you do make the sigh. Oh, well, I guess yeah. I'm not going to do peanut butter. And I, you get over it because now when you, when you can go run or walk around and you don't limp or don't hurt, that's the benefit. That's the payoff. Oh, I think that... Being able to do what we we can do now and what Friday, for instance, and I know we're talking about supplements and we'll get back on that, but I just thought this was really cool because we don't belong to a CrossFit gym, but I absolutely love the CrossFit way. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to donate to me to be able to go to a CrossFit gym, I would appreciate the donations. <laughs> um, but, so we follow the CrossFit.com workout a lot and Friday was a hero workout, and it included, a. it was Bert, for anybody who knows the CrossFit workouts. Um, it was 400-meter runs, but it was all sandwiched with uh, push-ups and lunges and squats. And, and burpees. Burpees. 
Burpees. There's a lot of those. <laughs> Lots of burpees. And you were really concerned about the lunges and the squats because right. of your knee. Because I don't do a whole lot of, or I haven't done, for years I stayed away from like squats, deadlifts, because my knee, I just had so many problems with it. And I, I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hammer on my knee if it's, it, it's already hurting. When in reality, what I should have been doing was not quite hammering on it, but at least focusing on range of motion and uh, and and functionality in my knee and, and keeping it strong. So what I did really over time was I just let it get weaker and weaker. So now that we're we're kind of, you know, coming back into uh, getting stronger, uh, doing a lot of squats and a lot of lunges is something that's it's difficult for me because my knee does not respond well. Yeah, I, there were two rounds of that where it was 150 lunges and then it was 200 squats and then another 150 lunges. <laughs> that was crazy. And the fact that we can take on a workout like that and that you could do that with your your knee and then we can go into Monday and do a run, you know, run for an hour or whatever, is pretty amazing. So the supplements and the diet become really important when you're that active. Yeah, when you're being extremely active, you, you need to be on it with your supplements. And and the, the other thing that we take that I really consider to be a supplement more than just something you add is is ketones ketones with the mct oil right um you know i've heard dom diagostino say that he wouldn't take the ketones supplements without an addition of mct oil Mm -hmm. and i'm not exactly sure why uh i'm not sure either uh but but i've heard him say that uh you know the one of the things about ketones is they, they do so many things they're protein sparing they're an energy source. They protect your DNA from being damaged. I mean, yeah. there's so many cool things. So ketones, we use it uh, a lot of times as a pre-workout. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people got on that bandwagon of like, oh, you can just drink ketones and you can lose weight. No, you can't do that. That's not how it works. <laughs> but <laughs> And that kind of gave this whole industry a bad name at first it did now that there is uh i did read a study where it showed that if you're drinking ketones you you were 30 percent more efficient in in burning fuel over in general you know well i would say that probably for someone that if they were eating well Mm -hmm. and they didn't change anything and took ketones that they probably would drop some body fat but I think if you just drink ketones and you're like, I can eat whatever I want and still lose weight, that was kind of the mentality I was addressing. Right. Yeah. Like you can't, uh, oh, it's Halloween, so I want to eat all the candy I want and I'm just going to drink, drink ketones, ketones and make it better. <laughs> that's not That's not a, a recipe for success. No, it's not. It's not even, a. it's not even, I don't even know if that's, there's not enough research for that. Like if you have high blood glucose and you forced all that candy in your body and then you turn around and drink ketones to try to elevate your ketones, a natural state of your body is never to have high glucose and high ketones at the same time. So I don't really know what happens there. And that's one of the things that I, I, that's why the industry got a little squirrely Mm -hmm. for people and why they're not super confident in that kind of product. Yeah. And so, so don't listen to that kind of hype. Ketones are an awesome supplement for anybody to take. I mean, for, for your brain, for your body, uh, for your cells on, you know, on any level, it does, there is so many awesome things. So, uh, don't think ketones are bad. Some people will tell you, you don't have to take them and they're right. You do not have to take them. There is no reason that you have to. 
it's an option. If you want to use it, use it. If not, then just do what you want to do. Well, in, in reality, you don't have to take anything. You don't, you don't have to take any of these supplements. <laughs> right, right. So this is just kind of the thing. If you're concerned that maybe you're lacking in a nutrient, you can absolutely supplement, and no one should make you feel bad about that. You do obviously have to look for quality supplements because there's a lot of... The supplement industry is is sketchy. It's not regulated. Not regulated, okay? you got to know that. When you go into GNC and you're looking at all these supplements, you have to know that's an industry that is not regulated. Right. So you want people who are doing third-party testing. You want reputation to proceed and to know that you're getting what you're paying for. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're very careful about what we take, especially even in the ketones. Um, We, you know, we take prove it. And a lot of people are like, I don't like that company, but I'm like, it's so far, it's the best one I've taken. It's the best one. And and we've been to the lab, we've seen what they use, how they make it. So that's why we trust that. It's all the, you know, all the other companies now that are coming out and just shoving, just slapping keto Keto on on a product and saying it's got BHB in it. Uh, beta-hydroxybutyrate and saying it, it's a ketone drink. So you well, got to be careful. We saw, we talked about the BAM stuff, like I think last week or the week before. And then I just saw another thing come up that was slapped with keto hydration. Yeah. And it looks like Gatorade and it's in bottles and, you know, it's red, it's keto punch and it has BHB in it, beta-hydroxybutyrate, but it also has sucralose and ACE-K and red dye. Yeah, so things so, you want to stay away from. And that's why you have to read labels when it starts coming to all these products. And every everything is going to start saying keto now because this is the new hotness. It is. Um, and you along, have to be careful. So along with the, the ketone, when we mix a drink, I throw in about one to two grams of creatine. Not all the time because I I will have a negative reaction to creatine in in the in the way of cramps if I overdo creatine. So, but a little bit has been shown to be very beneficial for your muscles. Yeah, and it also they're actually doing, and I think we've mentioned this before. They're actually doing um, or have done research with creatine and neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and things like that. That it's beneficial mm-hmm. for those things. But yes, I take it because it's beneficial for your muscle growth. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that's taken a lot of creatine knows that you will, you can increase your muscle size pretty significantly and strength in, in a short period of time. Yeah, um, and it's a safe supplement. There's a lot of research behind it. If mm-hmm. you talk to anyone in the in any researcher or a person in the fitness industry who knows what they're talking about, they'll tell you it's a safe supplement. Right. You, you do want to be careful about how much you take. You need to play with that and see where your cramping level is at. Oh, how, so do that. I'm glad you brought that up. How much, how much magnesium a day do we take? That's what okay, we didn't say so that. Let's go back to magnesium real quick. Um, I take now it depends. I take about anywhere from 400 to 800 milligrams of magnesium a day. Mm-hmm. Now this is specific to me because it's going to matter whether I'm working out hard whether I'm stressed out, if I had poor sleep, I'm going to know I need more magnesium. If I feel a, an eye twitch, a muscle twitch, all those things are indicators. Mm-hmm. So so I, I, I try to take between 600 and 800 a day as well. Sometimes I forget, you know, uh, if you 
if you try and take at least a 400 before you go to bed, that really helps with sleep. Yeah, and we didn't even, t- we've talked about it before, but we didn't touch on the type of magnesium, which also matters. Just don't get oxide. As long as you don't get oxide, you're pretty safe. Um, if you have questions about types of magnesium, you can you can send us a message. Yeah, I just wanted to hit the how much we yeah. take because people were going to ask that. Yeah. Uh, uh, additionally, also, we have some zinc. So I try to take some zinc with my magnesium before I go to bed. Um because just, you know, zinc is good for so many things. Oh, it's good for your immune system. It's good for male fertility. It's actually good for your stomach acid uh, production. So you need it for a lot of things. It's an essential nutrient. Mm-hmm. So you have to get this from an outside source to put it into your body. So, you know, if you're not getting zinc-rich foods or you're worried that you're not getting zinc-rich foods, there's not a lot of... Uh, negative consequence at all from taking a supplemental zinc and it's not a whole lot i think the it's well, very yeah the pills we have are like 15 milligrams right if you take if you've ever taken zinc and you've gotten nauseated that's pretty common so you just have to start slow and work your way up and what is that and we talked about this for zinc if you get if you get nauseated as pregnant women if you get yeah if you get nauseated when you take zinc it usually means that your stomach acid is just not adequate and um so you that actually means you need more zinc yeah so, so it's, so, it's yeah, kind you, of a double-edged sword yeah if you take zinc and you get nauseated it means you're zinc deficient yeah which happened to me a lot if, if i took too much zinc i would get nauseated yeah so that just shows that i was zinc deficient yeah it's that double-edged sword mm-hmm. you know um, another uh, a supplement that we have on hand that we don't take I don't take all the time but we we add it certain days is iodine right iodine is you know we don't eat a lot of seafood and you can get that pretty easily from uh, shrimp or, or shellfish of some sort um, so an iodine supplement is really good for your thyroid if you're iodine deficient you're gonna have thyroid issues One thing I always tell any of my clients, I find out one question I've learned to ask is, do you swim in a chlorinated pool? Mm -hmm. Because one thing that I learned is that chlorine pulls out iodine from your body. And this is also not just do you swim in a chlorinated pool? Do you drink chlorinated water? Well, yeah, every single one of you do because you drink (laughs) purified water. And they use chlorine to do that. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have a good filter that filters that out, you're probably iodine deficient in some way because this is something that blocks iodine in the body. Yeah, and if you're iodine deficient, you could have a thyroid problem. Right. Now, how many people out there listening to this have or know someone that has thyroid issues? Right. So that's why iodine is a good supplement to have on hand and, and, and take uh Every day, especially if you're if you if you think or uh, you might have thyroid issues, right? And then you know it's one of those supplements that you, it's not very much, so you do need to work with someone so mm-hmm. that you know what dosage you need to be at and what what when you need to supplement all those different things. It's a good idea. Yep, and and we just add it to water. Yep, I have uh, ionic iodine drops that are pretty awesome. Yep. Um, and, and as well as the, one of the last ones we'll talk about is selenium, which we also have in drops. So just a couple drops in your water mm-hmm. of selenium. I try to do that in the morning along with the, the cod liver oil um, just because it jumpstarts your system and it's really good for production of testosterone for men. Yes. 
Yes. And selenium is actually an antioxidant in the body too. So this time of year, um, you know, something else that we can mention with the Halloween coming up is that the more <laughs> sugar that you eat, anytime you eat sugar, you reduce your ability to fight off colds, infections, viruses. So when you're looking at your immune system this week and you're looking at a bowl, you're looking at the bowl of candy, just look at that bowl of candy and say, that equals a weakened immune system right, right and, there. And, and people will say, oh, you know, you know, it's a cold and flu season. There's more germs going around. No, there's not. There's the same amount of germs going around that there always are going around. Um, it's just the consumption of sugar and poor foods escalates. Between October <laughs> and January, the consumption of sugar is outrageous. It's outrageous. And that is suppressing everyone's immune system. So when everybody has a suppressed immune system, of course, there's going to be more sickness. Yeah. So, so and you know, when you eat sugar, um, I know we went to an event Saturday with our friend over at our friend, Dr. Jason Dixon's uh, event he had, and he was talking about stress and the fact that, yes, Halloween was coming up. And he actually mentioned this, that you weaken your immune system for 12 to 24 hours when you eat candy. So or any sugar. So when you're out there and you're having Halloween candy and you're at a Halloween party, <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't want to, don't be around anybody who is sick because the likelihood of you contracting something at that point is so much greater. Yeah. So just be careful. Uh, again, and, and if you, if you know that's going to happen, we talked about all the supplements, you know, the magnesium, the zinc, um, the vitamin D, B12. If you start, you know, this is the time of year. If you wanted the supplement, this is the time yes. of year to get all those in. Get a good multivitamin, get some good magnesium, all that different stuff. So um, someone had asked on Facebook, sent out a question to us and asked if we took collagen as well. And we do. That's something that's always in our morning coffee. Mm -hmm. We always have collagen in our morning coffee. So, yes, every day we do take some collagen. I think it's it's really awesome. I don't feel like we really have to, but um, I'm just so used to it. I think it's a quick protein for working out, and it's also good for my hair, skin, and nails. Right. And I eat plenty of collagen, though, with... Uh, the food that we eat with lots of connective tissue. Lots of steak. Yeah, lots of steak. We eat the connective tissue. We, you know, we make sure um, we do that thing where if you want to build connective tissue, you eat connective tissue. Right. And that's really important. And that's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that we take. Again, um, those are all very dialed in nutritional supplements that we talk about. Um, something we should also cover is what we do not take. Right. And because a lot of people, especially if they're working out very active, they'll, they'll take in, you'll hear, you know, protein bars or protein shakes. Um, we do have some protein uh, mixes that we've kind of tested and tried, but on a daily basis, we don't take in protein shakes or protein bars. I, I don't know where to fit them in anyway, <laughs> because the way we eat, I just feel very satiated mm -hmm. and I don't get hungry. And by the time we do our weights in the afternoon... It's almost time for dinner, and I don't want to eat anything that's going to stop me from eating my steak. Right. So, and, and that's the thing is I don't feel like I need a protein shake. Like no. I don't get hungry. So um, that's one of the reasons I think we don't do it. And plus, we get plenty of protein. I mean, you figured it up a couple weeks ago about, about how much protein we're getting in a day, and mm -hmm. it, was to it was totally appropriate. Right. So if someone doesn't have time to eat, do I think protein shakes are bad? No. I think you do have to be careful because... They can spike your insulin 
They can cause an insulin response for some people. Um, so if you're diabetic, either one or two, mm-hmm. then you might have to be a little more careful with things like protein shakes and make sure you've got some fat with it and things like that to yep. slow it down. But I don't think they're bad. I just think if you can get your protein from real food sources, then do it. Well, in my opinion, the, the bad thing about protein shakes is a, a lot of time they're, they hide sugar in there. They do. Or or they'll hide things like emulsifiers that mm-hmm. are guar gums or things like that to thicken them. And those things don't always agree with people in their, in their gut. Yeah. So you have to be careful when you're getting uh, protein shakes, especially if you're going to any any shop or store and they're they're pre-mixing them or mixing them for you and giving them to you you don't know what's going in there so right. unless you bought unless you bought that bag and you know exactly what's in all those ingredients and you mix it yourself uh you really don't know what's in there so be careful yeah. with getting protein shakes um other things that we don't take and these are things that we weeded out over time because and this was very important for me was ibuprofen aleve advil uh acetaminophen like tylenol those medications that i pretty much took Prior to us doing uh, keto, I took on a daily basis. Right. Like just to work out, I would get up in the morning and, and take either ibuprofen or Aleve. Right. Because yeah. my joints hurt so bad. Um, and that was very important because now all the research about how bad those things are for you. Yeah, they're hard on your liver. They're hard on your stomach acid, your stomach lining. Um, they interfere with your natural prostaglandin production. Mm-hmm. So prostaglandins are what cause your body to inflame and anti-inflame. So they're really, they really interfere with so many things that your body needs to naturally do. And when you can get off of those, it's so much better for your whole system, especially yeah. that liver. <laughs> Oh, my God. And ibuprofen, anybody that's been in the military know that we call that, that's our uh, our, our vitamin... uh, M. Vitamin M. Yeah, Motrin. So Motrin was handed out in the military like candy, literally like candy. I know uh, after I broke my leg uh, and I had a couple surgeries and I was coming back, I was prescribed 2,400 milligrams a day. That's that's, a lot. So that's three (laughs) 800 milligram tablets a day is what I was taking. And that was what the doctor told me to do. So, yeah. you know, that was 30 years ago, but still that causes damage, D- damage that can be healed, but it causes damage at the time. Right. It does. Absolutely. So if, if you're somebody that has to take those things on a daily basis, um, to the very first thing I would say is if you're still eating any kind of sugar and carbohydrates is to start looking in those areas and try to start reducing those things. Um, another thing we don't take out, uh, we don't take out, we don't take is pre-workouts. Like pre-workout. So, and when we talk, we, we, we call our ketones a pre-workout. Uh, but what we're talking about is uh, pre-workouts like Jack 3D or NO2 Explode or whatever crazy name that you can slap on a freaking pre-workout that has oh a shitload of caffeine in it. You go to GNC. Okay, so the new year is coming up, you guys, and a lot of people are going to be looking to lose some weight, and they're going to walk into some place like a GNC, and I just call them out because they're so common. And the first thing that someone is going to say is, hey, I'm here. I want to lose some weight. What should what should I do? They'll have hand them a pre-workout, a fat burner, mm-hmm. and some sort of recovery drink Well, all and a protein powder. Well, all of these things, typically, like your fat burner and your pre-workout, are going to be so loaded with stimulants. Right. 
you're overstimulated. And I did this. This is not, again, I don't want to be hypocritical in my mid-30s-ish when I was working out really hard trying to stay in shape because it was getting harder and harder. The pre-workouts were an addiction. Yeah. Well, they can be because obviously because they have so much caffeine mm-hmm. and then they have other stimulants like um, what what's some of the herbal stimulants in them? Oh, uh, guayarna. Gua- um, I never know, can say that word. Uh, there's there's so many. I mean, there's just it's they run the gamut of anything that's a uh, that's a a, uh, a vasodilator. Yo Yohimbi. Yeah. They're trying to you know vasodilators. They you know expand your vessels so you can pump more blood. So you're getting more blood to the muscles. You can usually find the pre workout users at the gym pretty easily. <laughs> well, when they've got the red skin and the tall teeth. And their eyes are bugging out. Their eyes are bugging out, and they're they're yelling and they're flexing in the mirror. Yeah, they just are peaking in their pre workout, and and I did that, and and it. And then you could go in and crush a workout yeah. uh, pretty pretty good on those pre-workouts. But the problem is, is it gets it's a, it's a train that keeps going, and you got to take more and more. And there is a negative effect with all those pre-workouts. Yeah. So the reason why you got to take more is not because just the addiction factor, but also the adrenal factor because your adrenal glands are working so hard to keep up, right? And your body's trying to you know, regulate itself and then you just burn out. And then all of a sudden people are like, nothing's working. So I guess I'll do, I guess I'll do cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it feels like because you run out of pre-workout and you're, and it says you're only supposed to take them for like four to six weeks and then you're supposed to come off. No, but none of the guys do that. Trust me. I know I saw them is that they went from, you know, whatever the next cool one was that they just skipped around to different pre-workouts. I'm pretty sure there was one that I saw that was called, Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. And that's how people act on it, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... They, like, get very, like, almost angry and violent acting. It it does. It's crazy. It it does cause irritation and mood swings, for sure. Absolutely. So, and we don't take those. And and fat burners usually are... They have some component in them that blocks fat consumption. Yeah, they you know they say a lot, and this is where we say the supplement world is super sketchy. Yep. So they'll say they do all these things, but you can't out you can't outdo a diet, a bad diet. Right. So fat burning requires certain things, and it's usually not found in a pill. No. So we stay away from the pre workouts, the fat burners, and uh, try not to take anything that's uh, pharmaceutical or um, some crazy. Uh, supplement that's out there. We stick to the, the things we talked about. The supplements that we talk about are, you know, the, the cod liver, magnesium, the, the sodium, the the selenium, all the things that are natural that your body needs, not yeah, some... electrolytes. Electrolytes. Uh, you know, uh, all those that you need on a daily basis to function properly, not the pre-workouts and the other stuff that's really uh, manipulating your, your body system to make you some Jekyll and Hyde. Right. Exactly. Um, the last thing I think we should cover is like for anyone mm-hmm. who this week does go <laughs> on a binge with the Halloween candy. First of all, if you can prepare ahead of time, make a couple of things like fat bombs or one of my things is like cook some bacon really crispy and dip it in some dark like 90% chocolate, salty, sweet, kind of. There you go. It's a candy bar. It's a candy bar, right? It's a freaking candy bar. So make some things that you can use when you get that craving to eat the crappy Twix or Mounds bar or whatever. Yeah, you can make the bacon dipped with the dipped chocolate look like fingers. You can still be Halloween, you know? (laughs) And 
or make some fat bombs. But if you do get sucked into eating candy, and we know we know how hard that this is this time of year. It's everywhere. It's if you work in an office, there's probably a candy it's, bowl oh sitting God, next yes. to you right now. Absolutely. <laughs> so one, how are you? How are you going to recover if this happens? The biggest thing, so we talked about the magnesium. You might want to take some extra magnesium because it takes a lot of magnesium to process the sugar in our body. Mm-hmm. So extra magnesium. But how do you? How are you going to get back in ketosis quickly? Quickly. Well, uh, quickly would be quickly. Uh, would be fasting. That's the the best way to get back into ketosis is just fast, not eat, yeah. which is going to be really hard if you've just been shoving sugar down your throat. I know. So that's the hardest thing. So if you've put your body in a blood sugar roller coaster situation and then you go try to fast, you might feel that really hangry feeling and it might be really uncomfortable. It's not quite as easy to go into a fast when you've binged on sugar versus Mm -hmm. when you've been strict keto or carnivore. But if you have a ketone supplement, a ketone drink, that's going to help you very quickly get you back on the freaking path. It will. It will help a lot and it'll help with just not feeling so like worn out. Um, another way that you can go about getting into back into ketosis if you do fall off the wagon is work out. If you work out hard, you're burning through those glycogen stores. Yep. You're going to detox. You're going to sweat that stuff out. Um, and, uh, you know, and plus you're going to feel good, get those endorphins cranking. So right. you'll feel good. You'll make better decisions and maybe you'll just run back in the house and throw the candy in the trash. Yeah. It'll clear your mind. Clear your mind. Yep. So it will burn out all the bad stuff. So, uh, that's it. Um, good luck <laughs> uh, for <laughs> Halloween. Uh, you guys do the best you can. Yes, may the keto be with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, again, happy Halloween. And eat fat and prosper. Okay, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to vtkquestions at gmail.com. And visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.